Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2. Sunday, August the 13th. With me, Kuka Cassius, and some very special guests. Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn. You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined for the first time by Gully Power, my friend. Very good to have you on IFL TV. How are we today? I'm all right, man. Thank you for having me on IFL TV. Um, big opportunity for me to put my name out there. And, you know, I can talk a bit about myself and, you know, put myself out there a little bit more, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, thank you very much for that. No, mate, it's our pleasure. And um, like you said, a bit of a chance for people to get to know you, your journey, your story, and then they can kind of jump on and follow from here on in. Um, I always like to start with the same question. What's your first boxing memory? Um, my first boxing memory that comes up to me is when I won three fights in one week um, in the amateurs, um, probably I'd say about four or five years ago. Um, I broke my hand in the second fight. The first fight I dominated, the second fight was a tough fight against a good durable fighter. I brought my hand in, I fought three days after with a broken hand, so I'll never forget that memory. Um, I won I won every single fight as well. So, yeah, man, that's a, that's a memory that's going to stick with me for the rest of my career. Love that. Facing adversity from early. Um, was boxing yeah. a family thing? Was it something you were kind of guided into? Or how did you kind of find boxing at first? Nah, um, so obviously as a young person, um, I obviously started boxing at 10 years old. My dad put me in it from a young age, obviously, he wasn't, obviously, I don't come from a boxing background family, but my dad was always ambitious about boxing, he used to love watching it, he knows about all the fighters and stuff, so, obviously, at a young age, I started playing football and stuff, and then, my dad just put me in boxing, I started falling in love with the sport, but, like every other young person out there, man, you don't really dedicate your life to it at the start, you know what I mean, so, it was just one of the things I was doing as a hobby, and then, obviously, I just found out I was really good at it, as, as the time went on, and, you know, I kept improving, improving, and then I actually had my first fight in the first six months. So I was about 10 years old. And after that, man, my career went flying. <laughs> was you one of them kids who, and a lot of people say this, because you get in trouble for fighting when you're younger. When people say you can fight and you can get praised for it, as a kid, it's kind of a bit like, oh, I quite like this, actually. 
Yeah, um, something like that. But I was very hyper more than anything. I couldn't sit still. I was like, I was always active, doing different things. I couldn't sit still. Couldn't just be in one place. I had to be doing something constantly. So like, I think boxing was the right way forward for me. You know what I mean? So I was also good at fighting and stuff. But it was also the fact that I was very hyper as a kid. And my dad thought, you know what? I'm just gonna have to put him in the ring, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you know, obviously after that, I just started enjoying it. And, it just kept going. Like I used to do three days a week. I used to do my drugs at a young age, and like I've just stuck it out ever since. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Yeah, you mentioned boxing and football. I can see two things either side of your head. Is, is yeah. one of them an Ars Is one of them an Arsenal? I don't even watch football like that. You know. I'm oh honest. yeah. I'm, no. I support Wolves and that, but like um, I'm from I'm from Wolverhampton, so I support Wolves and you know local team and that. But um, no, nah, I'm not really into football. You know, like um. Obviously, I do watch it and that I support my local team and that, but like, because I've been dedicated to boxing so much, like, it's just something I've always focused on. I don't really have interest for other things like that, you know what I mean? But like, I do play like play things like snooker and that, like, obviously, my spare time. But I used to be football, into football a lot more when I was younger, but as I got older, I kind of started like dedicating my life 110% into the sport of boxing and things just went from there. But, you know, like I said, I still support Wolves, so, you know. I'm a Wolves fan. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Boxing obviously wraps your life when you're kind of trying to make a career of it. So what's that the other side then? Because that's a box. Is that a boxing post to the other side? Yeah, so that's um, that's Canelo versus Triple G two. Yeah. That's Pacquiao versus Furman. I used to be a big fan of Danny Garcia when I was coming up as well. When I was about 15, 14. so I've had these posters for a long time. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I've always, I've just always loved boxing. I study it every single day. You know what I mean? I've just always been. I'm 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 like a big fan of fighters, but at the same time, I'm my own fighter as well. But I study every single great champion there is. You know what I mean? And you know, I like I look at their training routines. I watch their the way they fight. You know what I'm saying? I take little things, little attributes from each fighter and put it into my own style. So my favorite old school fighter was Roberto Duran, legend. You know what I mean? And a lot of people compare my style to his because you know we just have it out. Like he's relentless, and I'm called relentless. And you know, he was hands of stone. Obviously, from a young age, I've always watched the great champions, even Floyd Mayweather, Canelo. Canelo's my current favourite fighter of this era. I think he is just, he's something special, you know what I mean? And, you know, like, obviously, the way he's fighting everybody and, you know, it's just it's just amazing to see that there's still a fighter that's still willing to fight every single fight, hard fight out there. And when he beat Golovkin the second time, it just, it just shown how much of a true champion he was in that fight, you know what I mean? And, it's just inspiring, so yeah, man, most definitely. But obviously, like I said, I'm my own fighter. Um, I put different styles into one, and that's what made me relentless today. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Um, so you said there was a point where you kind of realised that you're good at boxing. Um, but when you realise that, do you ever think about the possibility of it being a, a career choice? Because obviously, when you're young, you're at school, you're told to do this, you're told to do that, try and follow some sort of path. When you realised you were good at boxing, was it always kind of, that's the path for me? That's my career? If I don't make it in boxing, then I won't be happy? Yeah, like, that that was my career. That's the way I thought. I've always thought from a young age that I would make it far because my style is very unique. I like to throw a lot of punches. I like to throw a lot of body work. And obviously, I'm only currently 20 years old. So the way I was flying through the ranks and that, like, obviously, I didn't have much of an amateur style. So the amateur, the England boxing team and that, like, they wouldn't, Percy picked me because I never had that upright style, you know what I'm saying? I was more like a body puncher, head puncher, you know what I mean? Just relentless in the ring. So, but I've always had the talent there. I've always been fit and healthy. I've always stayed stayed sharp in boxing, you know what I mean? 
I had over 35 fights, uh, 128 of them. You know what I'm saying? So I've always just been like, I've always just been focused. You know what I'm saying? All, all my career, I've just been focused on boxing. It's always been a career choice for me. And obviously, uh, I got to semi-finals of the senior elites. Obviously, that was a very controversial decision. Like, I'm very... Because I knew he stopped him in the third round. But, you know, you know how boxing goes, whatever judges, please, you know what I mean? So... There was a higher hopes for me to win the nationals and stuff like that, but like I won five Midlands titles, obviously before that, and every single year I just kept winning the fights and stuff. But when I turned pro, I found that you know my style was made more for the pros because I had more like a Mexican type of style. So I was breaking down fighters mentally and physically. I've sparred the top fighters already. I sparred the best super bantamweight fighter, which is Liam Davis. I sparred Brad Foster, and I found out that you know I'm very talented at what I do and. You know, I've got the fitness and I've got the dedication. I've got to keep going forward. So, yeah, it's always been a career choice for me. I've never seen myself without boxing. You know what I mean? It's just always been something special to me. You know what I mean? And obviously, I've got people around me, like my dad, um, my coaches, my family, my sister, my mom, everyone just keeps me focused. You know what I mean? So, I've got a good team around me as well. Yeah. Well, for someone who says they didn't have much of the amateur style, three national bronzes is not a bad turnover at all. Um, we'll talk about kind of the turning over process in a sec. Obviously, I suppose mixing with the best in sparring is kind of quite a good judgment of where you are. You're only 20. But like you said, you've sparred a couple of good guys. I've got Liam Davis here. I've got Adam Azim here as well. So you've been in yeah. with guys who are at that kind of British and beyond level um, at your age. So did you use them as kind of assessments to see where you are? Or did you kind of use them as like, I'm going to be a sponge today. I'm going to suck in all the knowledge. How did you kind of use them them spars? So, when, yeah, exactly that. Like, obviously, as soon as I turn pro... Um, we look at divisions we're going to fight at. Uh, I, I looked at Super Bantamweight as my division because I just looked at, I've always thought Super Bantamweight would be my division when I turned pro and my coaches did as well. So we, like, we came to a, a conclusion. I've, I can make £122 quite easily, to be honest. Um, it's just one of them ones. But yeah, I sparred Adam Azim. That was, that was, a, that was that, when I sparred Adam Azim, it was a last minute thing. So we actually went to the gym because one of my, um, I called the fighters from my gym was going to spy and see Fowler at the time. And then obviously they asked if I could spar as well. So I, I luckily I did bring my stuff and we did a good, good couple of rounds. And Adam Azim was probably one of the sharpest sparrings I've ever had, like the sparring partners I've ever had. Like, and he was just sharp at all times, you know what I mean? It was just, I had to think more, you know what I mean? Normally I could break people down physically and mentally. Like I've sparred top fighters and I felt it quite easily. But like with him, he was very like, like very sharp man so I had to think more but yeah we only did a couple of rounds it's great sparring great experience um, that was just before my third my last nationals I did before I turned pro so I actually wasn't even a professional then and then I sparred Liam Davis as soon as I turned pro so about a couple of weeks after I actually signed my contract with DCV and that was great sparring as well um, I found out that I'm really good at what I do you know what I mean we only did four rounds but in the four rounds it was you know it's good, man. Like you know, what I mean, I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but yeah, man. Like I felt like I was doing what I was, what I was always capable of doing, and I showed my levels. You know what I'm saying? And everyone was impressed with my performance. So yeah, shout out to Liam Davis. He's a great fighter as well. You know what I mean? He's a number one guy at super bantamweight. So uh, props to him. But obviously, one day I'll take all them titles in the future. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. Like obviously, it's just it's just all learning experience. Obviously, I'm still early on in my career, and. Um, yeah, I've sparred Brad Foster, I've sparred James Beat Jr., I've sparred most people, and it's always been very good sparring for me. And I've always been at my best every single time. Obviously, there's always flaws I need to work on, but you know, I'm always at my A game at all times. My mindset's stronger. I don't overthink it. And 
after terms of aspiring these people when I was 18, so I was already a kid as well, like coming up with ranks. And, you know, I was, I've always bought it. Even K Maker aspired me the other day. He's been on big design shows, a really good fighter, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he always brings that heat. And, you know, I was impressed with myself there. And he's, he's a good fighter, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it just shows where I'm at right now. And, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Super bad to win my division. And, you know, I won the English title soon, you know what I mean? After a couple of six rounders, because, that's that's what I'm aiming for. So whoever wins this title, I think it's this Saturday they're fighting for it. I'm looking to take the winner, and that's who I want. So I'm ready for that. I want to be the youngest to win the titles, man. You know what I mean? I want to have the British, English, all of them at a young age. You know what I mean? Then I want to carry on that. I want to bring that, you know, like that a bit of that American culture where they fight for a division champion, division champion. I want to be that guy that wins featherweight, super bantamweight, super featherweight. That's the type of mentality I've got. You know what I mean? So. Let's see how it goes, man. Mate, I'm loving the confidence more than anything else. We'll come on to the yeah. titles and kind of that in a sec. I know, obviously, you're 4-0 at the moment, so there's kind of a lot of the early pro stuff that we can um, talk about. Your debut, October last year. Um, how was the debut for you? Did you get them debut nerves, debut excitement? Because you only get one debut. You're going to have bigger fights. You're going to fight better opposition. But you only get one, so you've got to enjoy it. Yeah, man, the debut was um, it was sick, man. I sold a lot of tickets for that. I sold over 130 tickets, something like that. Sold out of the place, man. It was amazing, and you know, it was it was one to remember. Cause to be fair, we had the drums coming in, but that was also a last minute thing as well. That was three days before we planned it, so like these things came fast. So I had to quickly like prepare and stuff. And obviously, normally a fight doesn't we have to deal with stuff like that, but we did. Um, I had a reasonable opponent, obviously, for my first fight, like any other fighters was. And um, it was amazing. And yeah, man, it was just, I, I just remember it like, and that would never be forgotten because that moment there is was, was the first career, um, first fight towards greatness. Do you know what I mean? And that's the way I thought of it. So every fight after that, it's just as important, but you never, like, like you said, you never forget that first fight. You know what I mean? So I always go back and watch it sometimes, even like once a week at least, I watch my fights, see where I could improve on and stuff. So yeah, most definitely, man, like I, I I always remember my debut. It was amazing. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And in fight two was before the year was out, and that was knockout number one. Um, talk to me about that. It's, it's kind of, I guess, a different feeling, knowing you could put someone away, knowing the fight isn't going to the final bell. And probably for you, I guess, like a little bit of reassurance, knowing that, yeah, I'm only young, but I can still make sure that I've got power in there and I can do damage to put people away. Yeah, so obviously the second fight, um, yeah, it was it was it was a good fight. Like obviously he came to fight, you know what I mean. The opponent I was fighting is from Ukraine, good fighter, you know what I'm saying. I've seen him, I was, I studied him before. I fought him, and he brought it to every single opponent. And what I did to him was completely different. Like what I did to him is I, I suffocated him into deep waters, I drowned him, you know what I'm saying. I took him in places he's never been. So like from the first round, I constantly just timed him, timed him, found the uppercut, and then after that, I just kept landing on him. And he kept spitting his gum shield out, so I knew he was hurt. So like that brought more fire into me. And obviously, when they spit their gum shield out, you know there, there's something wrong there. So like that gave me more energy because I was taking a breather. Like obviously, if he's spitting his gum shield out, it just keeps giving me a breath. So at one point, I just landed some big, big shots on him, and I could just see him flowing out. And I could, I knew I could do the rounds in because I took him out in the fourth round as well. You know what I'm saying? So like, even though I've only done four rounds so far. I knew I could take these guys out in the later rounds, which showed that that's my style. More like a breakdown type of fighter, you know what I mean? And that's the way I fight anyway in general. Like I like to break people down from round one to whatever round they're fighting at. 
you know what I'm saying? So once again, obviously, I still haven't got my man strength yet. I'm still developing as a fighter. I'm still growing. But I do have, I, I do think I have the power. You know what I mean? I've brought people down mentally and physically inspiring in, in the past and stuff. So most definitely, that was that was a great feeling because, you know, obviously in professional ranks, knockouts is a big thing. It's what people want to see. They want to see entertainment. But at the same time, it's always great to do the, getting the rounds in as well. So I did it at the right time. I stopped him in the fourth round on four four round fights. So couldn't get anything better. You know what I mean? Put on a show and also stop someone as well. Yeah. And now you're 4-0 with that one stoppage. All four rounders. So next for you, which is nearly a week today, next for you, is it a six rounder? This is the time we're stepping out once again. Yeah, so um, I prefer doing more rounds. The only reason why I didn't do a four-round apprentice was like just to learn, just to learn the job, forget the feeling, get used to it, you know what I mean? Understand it's still local, still fighting locally in Wolverhampton at the hangar. But, you know, I like it. I want to be that guy that comes out of nowhere and shocks the world, you know what I mean? Like comes out of nowhere and defeats these fighters and it will be my time soon. But like, yeah, I'm doing a six-rounder. A bit good step-up opponent. Obviously, we're just waiting for confirmation, obviously. You know, but um, good step of her opponent, and that's what I want. I want. I, w- I don't want easy fights. You know what I mean? Like even the last fight, I fought a durable Mexican fighter. That was a good fight. You know what I'm saying? In a four round fight, most people would even take a fight like that in the four rounds. You know what I'm saying? But I did because I don't want easy fights. I want people that test test me as well. You know what I mean? If I can spar the best fighters, then I'm pretty sure I can fight with fighters as well. So like, my mentality is different. I like to. It, it gives me more of a challenge in my head. Like I'm fighting a better fight, so I'm gonna have to put more of a show on. You know what I mean? And I always perform in this better fighter. So, yeah, we move up to six rounds with a better opponent. You know what I mean? And I just want to keep stepping it up and that will lead me to title shots. Yeah. I know you said you want to be that guy who kind of shocks the world, comes out and wins these titles. But there are scouts everywhere, man. These promoters don't miss a trick. Have you let yourself kind of think about the promotional side of things? I know you've got people who deal with that. You're with BCB and they've got Errol Johnson and them sort of guys who deal with that stuff. But... I ain't gonna miss a trick if you're impressing these promoters. They got eyes everywhere. Um, have you allowed yourself to think about your Eddie Hearns, your Frank Warren, your Ben Shaloms? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like, um, I've, 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 I haven't stopped thinking about it. That's what you think about it. I think it's every fighter's dream to be on the big platforms and stuff. But I always think of it as a my time will soon come, and when it comes, it will be heavy. And like, I'm gonna shake the world when it does come because I think that. I've got a very unique style. So anyone that's watching this right now, just watch my fights. You'll see what I mean. I've got a very unique style. I throw a lot of punches. I don't gas out. I will stay cons- conserved. I watched everything. You know what I mean, I'm always focused. You know what I mean? And like I said, I take I took a lot of things from different champions and put it in my own style. And that's what turned me into a next level fighter. So I've always done that. And I think the key thing in boxing is to study boxing as well. A lot of fighters find it boring to watch boxing. I love to watch it. I love to see the footwork, the little placements, just little things like that, man. It just improves my game. It makes me work on things, repetition, repetition. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, I've always thought about that. When I do get on the big platforms and that, I'll be ready for it. I'm not, I don't overthink nothing. I just get in the ring and do my job. You know what I'm saying? I want to create a legacy in the sport. So, you know, like I said, there's not many Sikh fighters or Punjabi fighters out there. I want to kind of pave that pathway. Do you know what I'm saying? And kind of bring it forward. So, yeah, man, like, I'm ready for all of it when my time's right and when the promoters come forward. I'm ready for it all, man. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Kukin Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, 
and you fucking shut up. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.